right, we are on air. This is Us by the Giant, episode 21. I have to turn this up. Done. Done, done. I'm Michael. And I'm Logan. And I'm Hoyt. Hoyt is today with us. And actually, we are at Hoyt at Thunder Games and Gifts. Thunder Games and Gifts. There you go. I, I said it correctly. Yeah, I said it correctly. Yeah. Uh, rewind. Mike's rewind. on the ball. Yeah, I got it. I got it. You're making me sweat so early. So how is everybody doing today? Good. 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 Had a day of work. Had work. Fun working at the game store. And now we're doing this. Yep. Yeah. We're here. So the, the store here, this is pretty much what you do for your living, right? Yeah, yeah. Six years ago, I uh, I left my uh, career profession of uh, banking and oh, wow. and okay. uh, decided to work hard behind my own desk and started the store with a couple of longtime friends. Very nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I yeah, respect that like, so much. Yeah. Just to say, hey, I'm gonna quit my job and go out there. Yeah, it's a tough decision. That's that's well, that's kind of what they say yeah. about entrepreneurship. The hardest thing is doing it at first and, and, and choosing to do it and deciding, uh, you know, over your other more safe options. Yeah. Uh, and then once you get into it, it's still hard, but, but that first initial push is that what they say, pushing yourself over the edge to make that decision and take yeah. that risk mm-hmm. is, is one of the hardest things. Oh, good on you. That's, that's really good. Yeah. And especially with all your friends too, right? So like, yeah, yeah. you're having fun while working, but I mean, like it's not all fun games. Like, we thought it was going to be more fun yeah. than it is. That's for sure. <laughs> Sitting around yeah. the original planning tables, talking about starting the game store with the friends. Yeah. There was a lot of talk of uh, a lot of talk of gaming, and uh, and it's a lot more store yeah. <laughs> than it is than it is yeah. gaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure. So how did that all happen? Did you have a passion in during yeah, high school? Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, I can go back as far as elementary school when I first started wow, playing okay. Magic specifically. Magic, uh, yeah. Two uh, myself and two of my other friends had in our you know young fevered dreams mm-hmm. uh, had actually talked about having a magic card store and then had oh, wow. you know done our silly grade eight plans to to maybe do something like that. Um, and then, uh, then life takes over, you know, high school, university, family, and all that kind of thing. And then, uh, through my, throughout my, my banking career, I had, uh, you know, just grow up and learn different things and learn different opportunities. Very and, true. uh, and I had an opportunity to sort of change focuses, um, and change institutions, uh, six years ago in the banking career. And when I talked to my friends about, about doing this and, and we decided to, to try pulling the trigger on this instead. So they were still from the same school then? Uh, no, no. One of them is uh, is a magic spr- a f- friend specifically. Skylar is a, a magic friend specifically from high school days. Wow. Uh, Logan so awesome. is is a friend from <laughs> basically from uh, from year zero. Uh, we used to live across the back lane from each other oh, wow. uh, when, when we were basically born. And uh, then we missed each other in, in some schools. Our families moved apart and stuff like that. And then we sort of got back together in high school again and actually started collecting magic cards together mm-hmm. as part yeah. of a of co-collection. Um, and, uh, and then after high school, uh, you know, I went away for university and everybody did their own thing. We all started our own career paths. And then did you it, go in town? In uh, no, I went to Waterloo. I went Waterloo? to okay. Toronto. And then... Um, and then you know, it just came back and, and I, I just sort of started talking to them uh, about it and saying, you know, I think I want to do this and uh, I don't want to do it on my own. And 
uh, Skyler had a good opportunity because he's um, he's a bookkeeper, so he's a little bit okay. available to do time yeah. here and time there. And he, you know, he his his job isn't a full time job for any one business kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So he had time available, uh, and Logan was really interested in it. He came on more as a, as an investor, less as a uh, time uh, time input. But his career plans changed along the way, and he has since put in more time at different uh, periods throughout the store as well, um, which has uh, worked well, I think, for him as well. Because when he had um, employment things happening, he was able to come here and, mm-hmm. and ramp up his hours at the store when needed and stuff. So, so everybody yeah, I think we've all, we've all got something yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty cool out of it. Yeah. It sounds like a really nice group of talent, different talent, all brought together to create yeah, something we were, special. Yeah, we were fortunate that the management team is pretty skills-based. Uh, myself, coming from the financial background, I knew how to manage money well. Skylar, with the other side of it, accountants and bankers don't always get along because we sort of do things backwards from each other. Um, but he, but So he's got the knowledge on that other side, and Logan's been a, a project manager for uh, mines and major uh, engineering firms and, and construction companies. So he's also got the planning aspect of things, uh, hardwired. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it was, uh, we, we, had, uh, we had a good time building, building the plan together. So did you come across this location or did you move previously? We started here. Okay. Uh, we started here, actually. Um, we were looking for places that, you know, combined affordability, obviously, with uh, enough space. A game store is a weird creature. You need you need a lot of space. Was there a game that, store um, before? Th- no, this was a... Um, Two stores ago, it was originally Kinder Music with Susan, where, where young toddlers came to learn music. That's why it's kind of cut up into classrooms that we have in the different game rooms and showrooms. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was a bridal boutique store for a short time. Okay. Um, and then we, we came across it, uh, and it, it was really an intersection of, of affordability for the large amount of space that a game store needs, because as, primarily as a retail store, retail stores focus on, like, what is my per square footage you know sales space whereas a game store you've got these giant spaces with nothing for (laughs) sale in them you're just having game space so it's difficult to find a big enough space that's affordable that allows you the retail space and the gaming space Mm -hmm. Um, because that brings you the connection right yeah and you also want to try to have it not in an industrialized area where you tend to find larger spaces for affordability. So right. um, this particular mm. space so remote. Being, in the, being in the basement, yeah, that is one, that, like the accessibility is also a little bit off here because of the basement. We, uh, people with mobility issues and uh, older people with mobility issues have trouble getting into the, into the space certainly, but, um, but it just it, it checked all the right boxes for uh, for what we needed, and it was it's we're surrounded in residential and school yes, zones. That's perfect. Uh, we're on a main a main drag, not really. So uh, for anybody who doesn't know, that's right on Red River Road. Yeah, we're right in the middle of Fast Food Alley, eight forty three Red River Road in the uh, in yeah. the the little mini mall with Little Caesars and M M&M and M meats. And, yeah, and you M&M can't miss it. It's right there. I found it so easily. Yeah, we got a big. I even found it. <laughs> <laughs> that means a lot. Yeah. Because I'm from out of town, just saying. That's right. Just, just a ways, just a little ways. <laughs> How long have you been here? Yeah, just like 13 years. Mm-hmm. So, that's okay. That's it. And uh, well, let's throw that right back at you. How did you guys decide to do this? Well, actually, we work together in the same building. We're always talking about, oh, I listen to this podcast. Or, oh, did you see this on the news? And we just 
kind of just did it. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of dialogue we had, and it seems like it was, was always we created an atmosphere where there was a lot of exchange of information. And was it, uh, it was like the, the hammer hit the nail? What was you saying? Uh, nail hit the head or whatever. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, just, it, the head on nail or it just, it worked. Yeah. Like we work together in that perspective. We, so yeah. you thought your conversations were just so good. <laughs> yeah, the so, whole world needs yes, to hear this. Yes, so <laughs> no, it's a good point. It's a good point. But I like we, that, Hoy. But we, we would always feed off each other too, though, because he would have one perspective, and then I have a obviously different perspective, and I would yeah. just twist his perspective a little bit. Yeah, we would devil's also advocate each other. Yeah. Challenge too, yeah, because it helps right. to see it sometimes from a different perspective. Yeah, well. and like, like uh, we weren't we weren't yelling at each other, but we had a. a let's say, positive discussion about different aspects of uh, a said uh, subject. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. cool. And then to create this podcast, <clears throat> so we just did it for us first. Yeah. And it's still like that. Like we're just doing it because we both have a full-time job. We both work full-time, but it's something that we are passionate about. Yeah. So, so are there like unreleased pilot episodes that uh, no, once no. you're super famous you'll be releasing uh, <laughs> no, everything is. good idea good idea <laughs> everything's out there we just kind of go so, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's out there right well, no. thanks for inviting me yeah we appreciate no, actually very thank you very much for us to be well, here and do that together i really appreciate that as well so Hoyt, you also had a hand in thundercon as well correct yeah, um, uh, Thunder Games was approached for the first year that um, the original ThunderCon planning team uh, at the time was really sort of one and a half people. Um, oh, wow. They were they were planning a um, an event at the marina in the baggage building where the city had gifted them some space, and they were planning basically a feeder event, a, a no charge event with sort of a donation bin. Um, where they could try to build some some capital to take on the risks of deposits and and venues and guests and things okay. like that, um, and what and they had called me to see if I might be interested in a sales table, yeah. and it just so happened okay. that at the same time I was looking at renting one of the CLE buildings and doing what at the time I was sort of calling a gaming expo, mm -hmm. and I was going to be running doing like all kinds of gaming demonstrations and and yeah. things like that. I've so, heard about those. Uh, so I, I just I just asked them why don't why don't we team up and why don't we just do ThunderCon right now instead of doing the feeder? You know <laughs> the the store will take on the risks and, and, yeah. and some of the risks and uh, and if things don't work out, the store will pick up the tab kind of thing. And we were so fortunate that in that first year we saw we saw more attendance than we had anticipated. Everything worked out great. Um, mm -hmm. So that in the future years, ThunderCon was able to uh, incorporate as a as a um, charitable organ or not a, as a nonprofit organization and sort of take on a life of its own. And yeah. then ThunderCon and Thunder Games became partners in putting on oh, okay. the the total event that sort of started as a as a partnership the year before. We just sort of became separate but together after yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and then nice. ever since then. Thunder Games has uh, planned and run the Game Zone area of ThunderCon, all of the physical, non-video game related gaming, RPGs, collectible games, miniature games, board games, that kind of thing. And we facilitate uh, other providers of that 
uh, of that genre of gaming to when they want to run a panel or something, we, we facilitate them into ThunderCon that way kind of a thing. And then um, myself personally uh, had stayed on the board and organizing bodies and sponsorship committees and things like that of ThunderCon uh, all years up to this one, actually. Sure. This, is, this is the first year that, um, that I personally am not directly involved in the planning level of ThunderCon. Oh, wow. um, uh, ThunderCon has a, a good team working on things now. Mm-hmm. And, they uh, changed I've, locations I've now this year. Second, I've had a second kid and all that kind of right. thing, so yeah. I just need a little bit more time for my family and, and for my store. Um, so we look forward to uh, doing a fun uh, game zone again this year, like you say, at, at the new location at the mm-hmm. CLE grounds. That's right. Uh, September 21st and 22nd. Yeah, Make you got sure you, to uh, be there. That's right. Yeah. Thundercon.org yeah. has uh, online tickets available, information on programming, um, and you can pick up physical uh, advanced tickets both on thundercon.org and at the advanced physical locations tickets are cheaper in advance than they will be at the door uh, thunder games is one of the outlets for physical ones honestly i wish i could list the other ones i feel like i'm not being fair by not doing that but i don't know them so if you go to thundercon.org or the thundercon facebook page they will definitely direct you to where you can get physical tickets yep. there you go and please come by to see us as yeah, well that's that's the only way you're going to see us <laughs> yeah, that's right. I saw that. Yeah. Us by the Giants. We're going to be, be there too. You have so. to go. That's yeah. the only reason. <laughs> and then in this regard, I'm going to combine this. We had a giveaway for two tickets. And How did that go, Michael? It went fantastic. <laughs> did somebody from Germany win that? Oh. Uh, no, no, close. Great, it's in Thunder Bay, so that's, that's almost good. it's almost close. So are we are we closing it out? Yeah, it was close at six o'clock. We have one winner, and it's Caitlin. She won the wow. ticket. Caitlin. Congratulations, Caitlin! Yeah, Congratulations, she Caitlin. got them, and I will reach out to her, and she's gonna get them. We'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Logan is giving double thumbs up for anybody who can't see us. <laughs> okay, so would you drink vodka from Chernobyl? Did you see that? No. No, you wouldn't? Why? Why that wouldn't was you? A, what, we got no segues here? <laughs> that, that was a segue. Yeah, that's the segue? All right. <laughs> that's how Michael does it. I would have to always also go with no. Yeah. No? Okay, yeah, I was same here, but I came across that on Twitter actually. They have a vodka now. And it's brewed by scientists. And it's brewed by scientists. Is that like the selling feature? Yeah. <laughs> like, <or is> that... <laughs> and it's just like actually grown crops in that area. And they say it's safe and you can purchase it I if you would it. like I to. It's 100% safe. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. No. Just why, right? Yeah. Just why not just get vodka not from there? I, I <laughs> like guess, why? Yeah. I why know. would you do that? I was yeah. gonna say maybe I'd buy a bottle just to have on my shelf, but even then, is that radioactive? Would <laughs> the bottle be contaminated? I know. Uh, I recently picked up when I was still vegan. I picked up veganase um, at the what? store here. What? Veganase. It's mayonnaise. <laughs> veganase. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Is that trademark? Yep. You bet. <laughs> nice. Mean? Yeah, you can't call it mayonnaise. That's we right. talked about this last week. How some foods you can't call what it is, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there was a big soy milk thing recently. The dairy farmers yeah. were getting. They didn't. Yes. They wanted to call it like nut juice or something yeah, ridiculous. That's, that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so that was can, really good. Can't call it milk. It yeah, has to be something else. Beverage, yeah. soy beverage. And the Viennese was from Ukraine, and I didn't notice first. And then afterwards, I was like, hmm. Oh, I should, where from Ukraine? I should probably have not bought we, this. We did it in the Chernobyl. <laughs> we did it there. It's too funny. So I have one more point here. I would like to bring up the... I came across 
Now, everything has subscriptions nowadays, right? Yes, it's very common now. So, Nike is putting out a subscription now for your babies or your what? kids. It's called, uh, they want to pitch you a subscription for your sneakers. So, you pay monthly either way $20, $30, or 50 bucks a month, and you get once a month a pair of shoes for your kid. Once a month? Once a month. I mean, I've got young kids, yeah, and I mean, that's, that's even that shoes. is really fast. Like, they grow <laughs> fast, but they don't grow that fast. Yeah. So, depending on your tier, you can pick different shoes. Like, I could see three months, maybe, like every three months, throw them some bucks, but like every mm -hmm. month, that's a lot of shoes. That's a lot of shoes. They have more shoes than I would. Like. And they do that because they want to grow a relationship. With Nike, no, no, the kids <laughs> yeah. will grow yeah. accustomed to it, and if you've then only they only ever had Nike shoes yeah. show yeah. up in the mail your whole life. Guess what you're going to keep yeah. doing? Exactly, it's a I great marketing yeah. theme. And Very interesting. I came also across another topic here that they have now robotic neck braces for patients who have to regain motion for the neck after an accident. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's called ALS. I didn't do much research on that, but I, it's just a headline I came across. Robotic integration into, it, like, mm -hmm. even within humans, I mean, it, it can't be that far away. Look at everything that's happening with, with amputees, and, oh, yeah. like, there is some yep. amazing, like, there was, I watched something where, like, I don't know the specs or whatever, obviously, but this person's arm was just straight up better than a human arm. Like okay. sooner or later, there's going to be people that are doing this on purpose, mm -hmm. right? Like how For long sure. is it going to take? It's not yeah, going to take like, long. Like augments, like, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, though there was a fascination like with ear piercing, right? And then, um, and then obviously that spiral out of control. Uh, some people feel like they have to cover their entire face with metal piercing, but it's just what they want, right? It's, yeah. They're paying for it, so I mean, that's them. But yeah, augments. what are they doing? They're covering their face with a metal blade. Metal. No, no, piercings, piercings, like, oh, piercings. Like okay, piercings. I thought you were shuttle. No, okay, I get it. No, it's just tons of piercings over your face, yeah. And like augments, like for augments' sake, is coming, yeah, mm -hmm. which is really helpful too. If you think about it, you have a work injury, yeah, you lost your leg. If you ever follow like dark sci fi. You yeah. Know what else is coming, right? <laughs> yeah, like crime yeah. will definitely change. Shadow like, run style. Yeah, like mm -hmm. then you'll have guys who can pick up cars and throw them at you. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, um, it's the, true. There's, there's, a, I'm sure a number of them, but I was watching something about one of the exoskeleton mm -hmm. suits that are in development yeah. for the military. Yes. That can, they just make everything. They just help you along. So when you're running, you're just not spending much energy because it's kind of running for yeah. you, mm -hmm. uh, and then you can go faster and longer and yeah. stronger and and and, and the, you're just being able to pick things up and yep. it just reinforces and helps you along with what you can do and uh, that's that's going to get powerful. Yeah, it's basically a metal structure that you kind of sit in, and then it follows your movement. So yeah, anything you do, it's just kind of along there, but you don't have to put in much effort. Yeah, yeah. isn't that there the low budget movie with uh, Matt Demon? Matt Demon. He's one where he keeps going back in yeah oh, that's, with, uh, that, that's with that that girl David. yeah it's um, it was just referenced yesterday and I watched a YouTube on it I know what yeah, you're talking about yeah. it, he, he keeps dying and yeah it's just, they're just in suits all the time yeah, mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. this is just like Toys X too the video game mm -hmm. Deus X yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah how do you call it Deus X no I call it Toys X <laughs> again it's again. close Deus X yeah so do you think you can there's plastic waste, right? Correct, yeah. So there's this company. <laughs> there I know. Some plastic there's this company I came across in 
Ontario actually in Whitby, they figured out a way how to reduce plastic and they first shred it, then they pretty much pressure cook it with no air. Okay. This they develop two gases and then one of them they convert into a fuel that they charge you know, their trucks with. Interesting. And then they drive with so, the trucks. Okay, so it's actually like reverting the plastic back to its original to oil state. Kind of yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Because well, maybe people don't know, but yeah, that's where plastics come from. It's actually like petroleum-based products. And where does that come from? It comes from oil. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the problem. In a, in a way, yeah. You know, no, it is because it's, it's so prevalent, right? Plastics everywhere, mm-hmm. like every single packaging thing. Um, like I remember from Amazon, yeah, but, you'd order this little thing and it would come with hundreds of these little air pockets and it's like it was only this big, mm-hmm. right? super tiny. But the plastic in itself is not the bad thing, it's just how we use it isn't the bad thing. But when it, if we would use it responsible... We, yeah. Oh, like reusing it? Yeah. There, it, are some, there are some plastics you can't just reuse. I know, but why would you buy the Surinis with a three-pack and they're wrapped on the tray yeah, and yeah. then in a bag again? Why would you not just buy the Surini that is loose? You have a choice, really. Yeah, sure. yeah. My wife and I, we use a, a meal delivery service. Um, mm. And there was research done because it, it seems when you're using one of these things and you open up the, the, the brown paper bag of what you're cooking that night, everything inside that brown paper bag is in plastic. Mm-hmm. Right down to like a small little bit, just the amount of right. cinnamon that you need, yeah. for example, is okay. now in a little bit of plastic. So it seemed really bad. And that like this seems like it's too much packaging, and we had, so we went looking and we found some research that shows for whatever reason that the, the extra transportation emissions and whatever that the meal delivery services are actually uh, less consumptive on plastic and things like that than going and doing your own shopping. Wow. Um, and for us, we've found also that the food waste and therefore yeah. you know the pocketbook yeah, yeah, pocket yeah. waste yeah. and everything is is much less because you're ordering meals for exactly how many people you need which you could if you were very good at portioning out at the, at the store you could do that as well mm. um but uh so we found we, we looked it up anyway and found that it was actually better than than doing that so some things that seem especially when you've got it in your hands that seem worse can actually be better depending yeah. on the overall infrastructure that took it to took to get it to yep. you and, and stuff like and I mean, that. yeah, you're doing the right mm-hmm. stuff. That's very wise. research, yeah. yeah. Well, like, um, speaking of research, we were doing a thing, I don't know if you've heard of clothes made of plastic now. Not so anything anything that's polyester, right? Yeah. So that's technically plastic. And you would see commercials, oh, it's made from recycled plastic. And, and then I did my research, and it turns out, well, now you're absorbing all that plastic that you're wearing. Well, that's good. You're, you're taking it in, right? So it's, it's good to be aware. So someone could say it's good, and then actually yeah. it's, like, really bad. Mm-hmm. Is that the service from Winnipeg? Because I'm, uh, a friend of mine uses one too. This one is called Fresh. Eat Fresh. Yeah. Something like Eat Fresh, okay. maybe? Something like that. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I heard about it. It's really good. He recommended it to me too. I haven't checked it out yet. But they bring it to your doorstep pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Portioned and all that. Yeah. And I think it's, is it once a week or twice a week? Uh, it's, it's once a week and, and this particular one you can choose I think three or four meals. You can choose how many persons the meal will be for. You can also, it's flexible, like um, every, every couple of weeks ahead they've got five or six options that you can choose from. They do have vegetarian and vegan options and stuff like that. But nice. I think there's usually only, which I'm not really sure how that works. Because you can only choose each thing once and there's not like three vegan options. So if mm. you're vegan, 
do you just choose the one and then yeah. you get two other non-vegan ones? Like, I don't know how that works. Um, but, uh, but, or you can just, if there's nothing you like, you can just say skip this week and then they just don't send it to you and don't charge you or whatever. Gotcha. And, yeah, no, it's, it's handy yeah. for sure, especially for busy family. Like yeah. my wife and I basically both own our own businesses and okay, uh, well, so yeah. it's yeah, super it's, busy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I will be in there too. My our second one is on the way. Yeah. So good luck. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no breaks. The first one, every somebody's always on break. Second yep. one, nobody's on break. No breaks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. I will be good though. Did you hear about that? You can measure your blood pressure now with a selfie, supposedly soon. What? Mm-hmm. How accurate is that though? Like, it's pretty accurate. Ninety-five percent. A selfie video. How can it like? Does it show your faces like bloated or something? So let me explain that to you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. Because like, it must like, need a frame of reference. Yeah, exactly, One yeah. single selfie can't. It can't. Yeah. Like, so it's a thermal camera. Okay, uh, within yeah. the regular camera, it's uh, developed by in the University of Toronto. Uh, the gentleman there is Kang Lee, and it's called transdermal optical imaging. Okay. Okay. So it's a light source that penetrates the surface of your skin, and there's two proteins in there. So first, the first protein is a melanin. So this gives yourself a, the color of your skin. Okay. And the second protein is a hemoglobin. Hemoglobin. Yeah, you guys pronounce it differently than I do. <laughs> <laughs> we always have that trouble. I just, I just see Michael opening a book. That's not how I pronounce that word. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? And this particular protein carries the oxygen. Oxygen? Oxygen. Okay. Now, from there, the light actually bounces back, and that will indicate your blood pressure. So how much oxygen is present indicates your blood pressure? Pretty much, yeah. Interesting. And well, I mean, that would that save a lot of people from pricking their finger over Yeah, it's a phone app, so okay. and it has 95% accuracy that's in their testing phase. Well, you're pricking, no, you're pricking oh, your finger for sugar. That's for sugar, yeah. 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 Okay, but what's... Is that quicker, I guess? Is that the whole... The, it's thing? more convenient. Yeah, right yeah there, for right especially there. people who have high blood pressure problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe in weird circumstances, a kid might be scared to have that thing wrapped on them and pumped up or something. Yeah, that mm-hmm. niche, niche situations. Yeah. yeah, very good point. Maybe, maybe you know, super weird. Maybe somebody doesn't have arms. No, and you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, that's a that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now there are privacy concerns. Because the data yes. will be collected through the app. Yeah, I can just be, huh, what's your blood pressure? Yeah. Huh, what's your blood pressure? Yeah. And now it's captured and yeah. someone can see that probably. Yeah. yeah, so, but I found that very interesting. It's fascinating, yeah. How we can just take our phone and then an app can mm-hmm. determine that, right? Well, yeah, that, that, does your phone do thermal imaging though? It might just go through the app. I have no idea. No, I don't. I've never used. That's what I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, you're probably going to need a specialized piece of equipment to yeah. do that. But Apple upgrade next next I, right. iPhone mm. 12 or whatever. Thermal imaging. Thermal imaging. Yeah, there's five cameras now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, you can see in the dark. All you need to do is download the app. <laughs> but, yeah, this is what the cars. Some cars have that too, right? They have a night mode. They have, they have a. They have an. Uh, I think it is infrared. infrared. Yeah, and they and then they, they watch for animals on the side of the exactly, road and, stuff, and yeah. they let you know, or they even would break automatically if you don't see it. There are there are cars like that, pretty fancy though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And speaking of about the plastic, I have one more thing I wanted to bring along. It's called ocean surface garbage bins. Yes. 
Okay. You come across it? I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. Oh, perfect. They just sank their first... <laughs> Go. <laughs> this is pirate language into the ocean at the BC West Coast. Uh, the Norse Saanich Marina. I hope I'm, I'm probably pronouncing this not correctly, but it's actually a big filter. So it's just like a big rain barrel. Yeah, yeah. And they made a filter on top, and then the water goes through and it captures a filter yes. on top yeah. and microplastics or anything that. Yeah. My first thought of that was, uh, like, have you ever been down what's called a lazy river? Yeah, like a tubing river. Yeah, like okay. a tubing. My okay. first thought like was, water like, yeah. floating okay. garbage bags, so you could just throw your garbage That's what I, when he, when he said it's yeah. surface garbage, that's what I was like, so, wait, what? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just for people that are out fishing to have a litter bin that's, in the middle of the land uh, or something, okay. but. Yeah, okay. But I've no, seen a lot of those ocean cleanup you did? types okay. of things. Not, yeah. I haven't heard of one that they sink and that kind of thing. But yeah, it, it sits in a but Sucks yeah, there's, I've seen it. lots of uh, just Facebook videos or whatever, right, about these uh, these ocean cleanup techniques that people have been, you know, oh, we're two surfers from so-and-so yeah. and we couldn't believe how dirty this was. And, and now they're this whole company that yes. cleans up the oceans or whatever, right? Exactly. And they've got yeah. some pretty cool ways to do that. Speaking about plastic, uh, I imagine it's on. it was a pretty big deal, but um, and I don't know the exact details of it, but Canada, Trudeau, has outlawed reusable plastic bags starting in 2021 or something mm -hmm. like that so i mean that's nice to see right i mean uh i've always kind of envied france for a lot of their really progressive policies that they've been putting in play in the past few years and i was really happy to hear canada trying to make a move on that um i don't know what the answer is even just today my friends and i were talking about always trying to give away these reusable bags now i got too many reusable bags so we used to throw away the plastic ones yeah. now we're throwing away perfectly good like milled reusable ones like the salvation army doesn't even want them what are they gonna yeah, have a wall of ten thousand of these things like, yeah. and i heard actually they are really bad for the environment too in a way well yeah. yeah if they get thrown out well yeah. because they're overproduced now yes you have to produce them first and it yeah. takes energy to produce them yeah. but you can put a bad twist on anything well, I, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, for sure. We I, just have to keep. Well, I know, like in, in regards to straws, I know a lot of companies are going to the paper straw, yeah. but that has its own issues because uh, even I went to a certain restaurant and they had a paper straw. I, I ate out in my car. I go park. I eat, and then all of a sudden, this straw—I can't get the last bit of it because the straw is like <laughs> decomposed. Yeah, it's yeah, decomposed. I can't, even, yeah, I can't even suck on it because it's it's so waterlogged now, and there's no mm -hmm. suction with it. So it was like, oh, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Like, I get it, and uh, it's compostable, right? You throw it out, and yeah. it'll break down and whatnot, but... Yeah. yeah, my wife was on a big straw kick. We've got metal straws and uh, rubber yes. straws at home, and we specifically, if we if we are going through fast food, we ask for no straws and stuff like that. Very nice. Um, but there are, and again, but then that actually brings about a danger too, because now you have this metal skewering device. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I won't let the kids use it. Uh, that's why yeah. we have. That's why we have like the, the latex rubbery ones yes. or whatever. There was actually a lady, I think, a little while ago, who was actually who uh, it happened was passed away. Wow. Or was actually uh, their, their wording was killed mm -hmm. because she had fallen and it went into in her eye. In her yeah, eye. I think I saw something. And, it, and it, that was it. It was done. That's so, it. So it again. <laughs> where are the? Like, we're still learning. Yeah, but I mean, we have. I think. I think in general, 
that's a risk you're going to fall on a metal straw, Absolutely. but we're not destroying the whole planet for everyone to fall on yeah. straws, metal straws, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, uh, yeah, it's not going to be an epidemic where yeah. entire populations are gone because they all fall on a straw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it, it makes a difference. It is the danger there, yeah. Mm. We, pick, we have those too. We picked them up from Iku Superior. Yeah, I've, I've seen them, like when we talked about it, I've seen them more and more now. Yeah. And they're good. They come with a cleaning set. <coughs> yes. So you can just clean yeah. them because otherwise you can't you can put yeah. them in the dishwasher, supposedly. Get down in there, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, I like them. Abbas loves them. He always wants to use them. Yeah. And we have not <laughs> said no to him on that. So did you um, follow the. Did you look up during the night on August the 12th? What? There was this big. <laughs> we were going to. We we didn't. And it was cloudy that day, and so we kind of just thought maybe it wasn't going to happen. And uh, to do that kind of stuff to get the kids up to go and look at it and everything, you got to make sure you know what's happening, or else now you're up, you're up with the kids all night because you woke them up anyway. So yes. we we were going to, but we didn't. Uh, did Did you go and check it out? No, I didn't know. No, I read no, the we... article after. What? what so happened? every year it's called the end of summer, pretty much. Okay. Because correct me if I'm wrong. But it's, what I was reading is that it occurs once a year because the Earth pa- travels through the path of the comet. It has a really nice name. 109P Swift Turtle. <laughs> turtle? Turtle? And All right. so there's a lot of debris because the diameter of this puppy is 26 clicks. And so the like, stuff is just breaking off. Yeah, and then the earth goes through it, and then there's a meteor shower oh, cool. every year, and it's a specific time. Yeah, and there's apparently a name for that meteor shower, too, like not the ter- flying turtle oh, it or has whatever. Like an but bursites? Somebody, some, bursites? Yeah, somebody asked me, are you going to see the bursites or whatever yeah. today? Oh, cool. And I was like, and then that's how it came up when we were thinking about it. I can it. honestly say I've never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Until this, I yeah. hadn't, and until Michael just explained it, I also didn't realize that it was an annual thing. Oh, wow. I just thought, because every once in a while there's a media shower. Because, yeah, you hear it. Oh, this is the only time this will happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it was an annual thing. Yeah, it is an annual thing. Well, maybe we'll do a, a whole, like, uh, podcast on that, like, like celestial events that occur, because I've, I've even witnessed one where a star, it only happens every, like, 30 years or something, and it, it comes about, and it's like a cross, mm. and you can vividly see it. Maybe you might be so lucky as to get some kind of a guest that knows about, yeah, uh, about, that, that, about sounds, that. Hey, if and, you're listening and you do that kind of thing... And do it know. on a night when it's yeah. happening and you can even maybe talk yeah. to you about what they're seeing and whatever. Well, yeah. that, that would actually kind of be a good segue. You know, another <laughs> thing that uh, I had shown Michael and uh, it was recorded by an amateur, uh, what do they call it, astronomer? Okay. That something flew into Jupiter and made a, a spark. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was this week, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. yeah. And it was it was like one of those things. That Wasn't it as big as Earth? Mm, no, I'm not too sure. That I was out of so. context, but I saw it too. Yeah, and they said it was like it's like a super rare event to see something fly into another planet. Mm. Mm. I wasn't happy to hear that um, recently because it came from behind the sun. None of our technology could track it. And oh. that, that big meteor that just whipped past yes. us, mm. and we just had no idea it was coming. It's, like. The I don't UK. really know what yes. our what our meteor defense capabilities well, are in the world. Probably low to none, but I always figured there would be some kind of warning or something. And they're like, "Hey, every world, did you know this happened? Yeah. Wait a second, didn't you know this happened? Like, yeah, we, we did how talk did we about not that. see this coming? You have to realize how it is looking into space, right? You're just looking into black, yeah, and all you see is black. And if anything's coming towards us, it's black. 
Yeah. So it's a black object on a black Unless something's shining onto it. Onto right? it or, or from it, right? So yeah. it, it's, it's very difficult. And because it was The sun would just small, blind it out and everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or thermal. Yes. I think, yeah, thermal too, right? Yeah. But again, you have to... You have to see it you have to pick it up you have mm-hmm. to be in that field of view there's no radar station up there no no yeah not yet but again i think it was what was it like five kilometers across or something i don't remember i remember they yeah. it was big you said like, it's 2019 okay that's yeah. the name of it yes and it was supposedly really really close it was close it's, it's what was it 1100 kilometers away from us or something again yeah it really just sort of blew all my yeah just imagined confidence that we had that under control yes. right like mm-hmm. but no we do not have that under control yeah, not think, at all i think i was just actually watching something on youtube about what we would do if there was a massive <laughs> yeah asteroid you could place. call it the city destroyer right city it was destroyer. a city destroyer yes. yeah it would wipe out uh new york essentially. Yeah, it would have been bad yeah, yeah for sure if it fell there but yes. yeah mm. okay I got some local stuff too. Supposedly we have a clothing designer in Thunder Bay that... <laughs> you're looking at me like this. I just like that word. <laughs> that's when I am amazed of how much talent is in the city yes. that I am not aware of. So his name is Luca Giorgio and he's the founder of CEO and CEO of Luca Designs. So he makes leather jackets mm-hmm. and also custom design. Yeah, he's he's been a vendor at ThunderCon uh, two years in a row now, I believe, at at least the past two years. Um, And what he brings there is a whole bunch of superhero themed. He makes Mm -hmm. like Captain America jackets and he'll make like a Star-Lord looking jacket and stuff like that. So they have, uh, I can't say for sure that all of their, I believe that all of their stock is is designed and made by them. I do not, I don't know that. I don't know if the the branded stuff is is from another that they bring in somehow. I don't I don't actually know. You'd have yeah. to you'd have to look up mm-hmm. and look them up and, and really look into that. But I, I imagine they will be at ThunderCon again this year. Another good reason to come to ThunderCon. Check out Absolutely. Luca Designs yeah. and yeah. Uh, and their local stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have one jacket. It's Ooh. orange. It looks like the Star Wars A pilot's jacket. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's orange and it has those ripples and then it yeah. has this little vest on top of it and then you you can casually wear it yeah. and it's pop culture and yeah. it is kinda acceptable. Not everybody will notice that you're wearing a Star Wars themed leather jacket. Yes. That's, yeah, but that's once the right. one person notices and, and just yells, Hell yeah, yeah. then everybody knows. <laughs> Very <laughs> true. One, yeah. There's gonna be somebody in a crowd, right? It is Star Wars. Yeah, so and he in the end and he's an entrepreneur as well right so the truth is at the end so this is his quote the truth is at the end of the day when people say you can't make something work in a small city it's just an excuse Hmm. it just takes your motivation your passion to find a way to make things work it's a really good quote yeah i can agree and disagree with that quote a little bit there's definitely a major element of that but there are some straight up logistical restrictions to certain things in small towns Um, for example Thunder Games we never would have opened if we hadn't found a platform that we were comfortable with that we could reach at least nationwide uh, North America wide and and possibly to the world and we would not have succeeded to the point we are at if we had not reached outside of Thunder Bay his is a different situation with designing and bringing your creations to the world uh, where we are sort of we're selling things that are readily available or around the world already so we had to come and around thunder bay so 
uh, our business, a business like ours or our model likely would not have uh, succeeded or certainly been as, um, as, as grown as fast uh, and you know, brought us to where we are without the, the far reach. Um, yeah, and, for sure. Uh, yeah. But it's not, it's not, you know, it's not all passion. Um, like, for example, you also have to define what small town, right? Like if you're talking Geraldton, it doesn't matter what you're trying to do, right? Um, they're, they're, that, that won't work. It doesn't matter how much passion yeah. you have. Sure um, so uh, I, I can agree, just like I said, you got to make the choice. You got to do it. You got to make it happen for yourself. But you have to be aware of your environment and you, you can't just assume that my passion is going to carry me through. You have to make some informed decisions because you're real. Yeah, yeah real. exactly, exactly. But in the, I, I, I agree. But I like to point out though that we are in, in this age now more flexible to reach out to further distances with. Well, that's what the internet definitely. helps with, absolutely. Yeah, because you can have a business anywhere and you cater to anybody else on the planet and make it work. You don't have to be specifically in one location yeah. to. But not everybody can do that. What if your passion is restaurateur? Right? Yes, exactly. You're, you're you not just... going to be shipping stuff to Nova Scotia, yeah. likely, unless you start <laughs> bottling or doing something like that. Or right? Hot sauce. Online restaurant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Online <laughs> restaurant. Yeah, yeah. yeah have, have some kilobytes there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Mining Bitcoin. Well, that's different completely. All you need is a big computer with a bunch of video cards. Yeah, and a big cooler. Leave it, hey, we're in the north. Leave it outside. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Just let it work half a year, was, and that's it. There's an article about Bitcoin. I gotta go back to that one because it's like it, the energy consumed to mine Bitcoin has not been worth the amount of Bitcoin you get, or something like that. Supposedly, it has exceeded the energy that is required to mine for gold now. I could see that absolutely because even there's companies that have started up just to mine Bitcoin. Uh, I think there was a company in China mm. and there's like a dam they tapped into and China was allowing them to and now they've since stopped that so now the company's had to move. Like there's a lot of logistics behind it mm -hmm. and it's kind of almost like a lottery too. So you're quote unquote mining mm -hmm. for Bitcoin but it's dulled out. It's not just like, okay, you won. It's like, okay, you get this, you get that and then mm. <laughs> it just goes. But if you get it, I think one Bitcoin now is like $25,000. It's it's it's, no. come, it's come back up, it's but 13. no, it's, it's, oh, it's thirteen. Now? Yeah, it's, I think as far as I know, it's Last time yeah, I checked, it, it, it had a big crash. I, I actually do a bunch of Bitcoin mining. Um, oh, really? I, I don't specifically mine Bitcoin, um, but I do mine cryptocurrency mm. and uh, and do some crypto trading and stuff like that. Here we go. The expert. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, he lets you talk. Yeah. And listens. Well, I wasn't like, sure if I was going to chime into this or, or not, honestly, because there's so much to say. Yeah, this like, guy knows. And, yeah, but um, the, the, the part of the... The energy consumption is, is an issue. It's not more... Nobody would do it if it cost you more for the energy than, than you get the Bitcoin if the only thing True. you were doing was gambling on Bitcoin being worth more later on. Mm -hmm. um, when uh, It depends on the, the current value of, of Bitcoin, but also the current value of energy because energy costs different amounts yes. around the In world as, as well. Um, some Nordic countries are the best places uh, for just like you say because of climate and they can, they can regulate it more easily with less power input. Um, and uh, my setup uh, runs about 30 graphics cards on six or so motherboard setups. Mm. Um, yeah. And uh, um, I, I, have, I have 
hope for Bitcoin um, and crypto in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I see it as a potential, you know, global thing that can can bring some some global communities together. The the main reason that um, that I bought into it was because of the trend of many economies moving towards a cashless system. Uh, and right with the blockchain. There was uh, well, even just cashless, like tapping your debit card, cashless yeah. systems. Eventually, you know, the, no the world is moving towards cashless, and we're either going to be wrangled into using Bank of America bucks or Royal Bank bucks, Apple dollars, or which which is which is tracked and and, gotcha. and fees and everything mm-hmm. else, uh, or we're going to be into a, a system that is more like cash, where I can give you something and no one else knows about it and it's yours and no one takes a piece of our transaction off of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you know if the world has that choice laid out to them like that. That they will choose the the non-regulated, non-commercialized right. uh, currency systems. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big stories that really pushed Bitcoin for me is uh, in I believe it's Kenya. They had so little faith in their government currency, they were trading cell phone minutes as dollars, wow. which was a form of cryptocurrency, uh, really. Um, and 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 then since, I've been in Kenya. since yeah. cryptocurrency so has taken off, there's been <laughs> they have really good coffee. <laughs> since cryptocurrency has taken off, there's yeah. been a lot of, of communities around the world that have lost faith or, or lose faith in their government to control their financial system. That have that have taken that on. Every time India or China announces any type of currency control, Bitcoin goes up. Current uh, cryptocurrency wow. goes up, um, and and uh, so. One way or the other, will Bitcoin ever really get used? I don't know, uh, but I'll, I will not be caught with my pants down. I, I'm not ever gonna be Bitcoin rich guy. I just want to have some banked yeah. so that if things flip and fiat currencies become devalued Walk. because of cryptocurrency, yeah. mm-hmm. I want. I just want to have something in my back pocket. Yeah. So, oh, I forgot the question I wanted to ask. Did you ever purchase anything with Bitcoin already? Did you use it? Uh, uh, I've, I've traded with it, so I like okay. exchange for different currencies and things like that. Um, I did see, and this is, this is part of the reason I don't want to talk about things because I get to embarrass myself. I did, I did get scammed on Bitcoin. Okay. Um, my, my, one of my good friends and I that were doing a lot of the Bitcoin together, mm-hmm. there was a certain uh, piece of hardware put out by a, a mining company that only became available because they had to make batches of them. Uh, every once in a while and they had become available again and he sent me this link and said oh they're they're available again so uh, but they deal in Bitcoin right, right, right. so uh, so I want I was gonna buy one of these machines and I I did the transaction and off we go and it turned out that this was a scam that cloned the website oh, and yeah. and one of the letters like a C or a something oh, just a was letter. was like yeah. in a different language, so it had the tiniest of little dots like underneath it or wow. something. Yeah. And because I got the link sent directly to me from the guy that knew more about crypto coins and stuff than I did, I was just like, "Yep, yeah, let's do it." And it, plus, you're in a rush. You're yes. like, "All these things are going to sell out." Yes. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Um, so I did. I did essentially purchase nothing <laughs> with some Bitcoin, um, and it was not zero dollars worth. Um, so, uh, so no, I, I, I've not 
purchased and received something with Bitcoin. Well, now, now we're on the darker um, side of this. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't trace it. It's gone. Uh, you just got to feel gone. like an idiot and move forward. Yeah. And, and you uh, know what? It, it happens to the best of us. It does yeah. happen. Yeah. No shame in that. It just... Yeah. It, How can you tell the difference? Exactly. Right? Like, it's, it's no fault of your own. Someone tricked you. And mm-hmm. it's... Just look at that guy who he passed away. He had a own cryptocurrency and he had everything in the vault and he had the only key. Oh yeah, there's lots of things. If you just lose your password, you're, oh, and it's you're done. It's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have a second key for the vault and that's it. That's part of the increasing value of cryptocurrency too though. Every every time somebody loses their password or whatever, oh, they just they, it, you eh? just can't gain access to the global ledger Basically, what you're doing with cryptocurrency and your passwords is there's just a global ledger that all computers that run the network agree on. And you say, okay, I have a password that can access this part of the ledger and move this, these numbers around. But if you lose that, the ledger will accept nothing else. And it's just locked forever. Wow. So those are essentially gone from supply. And so supply dwindles, even though there's like a 20-year plan when you were talking about the mining, when you win the lottery, mm-hmm. uh, the way that they incentivize people so that they do mine Bitcoin is you're getting a regular piece of every transaction that you fu- that you um, that you compute to complete a. Uh, you're you're basically acting as Visa's network, right? There's yeah. just Visa has their own network that finishes their transactions. Yeah. You're acting as that network, a piece of that network for Bitcoin. And uh, once once you lose access to that, no one else can ever regain access to it. So it's just gone. And yeah. the, the mining thing that you're saying is that's how they increase the supply. So you mm-hmm. are on a lottery every time you complete a transaction. If you if you're lucky, you get sent a packet of extra bitcoins. Um, that's why most people, small miners, mine in in what's called a pool. You're a whole bunch of miners putting all your power together so that you have a better chance of winning that lottery packet and then you split it amongst yourselves. Whereas the giant companies in China and whatever, they just, they have warehouses full of of miners and that's why they're trying to win those lotteries. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how they increase the supply, but that's only got like a 20 year timeline or something like that. After that, the supply is the supply. Another interesting note, this has actually impacted uh, gamers. Um, So because people, so many people are doing mining, it has driven the prices of, of video cards. Oh yeah, big time. So now, if a new video card comes <laughs> if on you the can market, get it. and that's the problem now. So oh. people like, and that's but that's how you do it, right? So you mine, you need a video game card to do the computing because that's where all the processing is. Yeah. yeah. And now, when someone wants to build a new rig, they're gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just driving the price. So you, what you're telling me is that it's going to hold off the uh, AI cars because they need the video cards too. It, it, honestly, it could. It could they, there could be something different. Like they might have a contract where it states that X company must supply so many video cards and only to this company, mm-hmm. which would be smarter. But I mean, who knows? This, these, this is where new companies come in and they just cause disruption and they change the way the market is and no one, no one can tell. No one can foresee that. It's mm-hmm. just... Bizarro. That's fascinating stuff. And then even like when you when you talk about Bitcoin like when it first was announced, it's you, you sounded like a crazy person. Like it was like, oh yeah, oh, you just go online and you get all these computers and you just mine. Yeah. Like what are you talking about? Oh, there's this ledger and you gotta log in and everyone everyone's on there. And you're like, okay. And it, but oh, but you only get so much. I'm like, well, can't you just hack that? Oh no, oh no, it can't be hacked. I'm like but it's inherently a computer, so couldn't it then be? 
the, the, the hacking thing is that because the network is so large with so many individual people contributing to it, for you to be able to change, artificially change the ledger, you would need uh, a large percentage, like over, I can't remember what it is, it's over 50% um, yeah. of, of the network power yeah. to trick it into thinking at least temporarily that what you're what the what the transaction you're suggesting is legit yeah and then once it goes through because it sort of it, it calculates it to a certain percentage accuracy then it says yes we're pretty sure it finishes the transaction and then it keeps checking and yeah. and it knows for sure when when everybody agrees uh when all the computers you know agree. what you should do you should do hack. That. No, you should hack the Teslas, the fleet, <laughs> oh, the yeah. fleet, and then yes. you ha you have all those vehicles. I still don't think it would do it. That would not I'd, even it be it enough. Would be oh wow! Outrageous. So then it might okay. lead to a rise in people amassing powerful computers to do this stuff, right? Like hmm. we might be seeing. I don't think like it would be billions of dollars worth yeah. worth of, of hardware to to make that happen. I don't even. Well, I mean, then they could see China trying to pull that off, right? Yeah. Just trying to mess and that's everything. that's where it gets that's where it gets worrisome is because when people get into the cryptocurrency market, there's like fourteen hundred different cryptocurrencies. Yes, and the, mm -hmm. many of them exploded, many yeah. of them are so small they can easily be manipulated. Yep. And if you're not careful, like I, I really only stick to the main few because of that of that it's reason. So it's it's now. just so which one you know it's be? compared like Bitcoin. to Bitcoin and if you compare it to like to the dot com bubble. Yeah, right, I'm investing in the Googles and the Amazons of yes. bit, of of cryptocurrency. And that was the right the ones that are going to make it at the end. Mm. Yeah, there was so uh, much like oh this website. Oh, this website's going off because everyone else is in it anyways. Analogy, sheep get slaughtered, wolves stay ahead, like, right? It's yeah, A-O-L. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> what else was I going to say? Anyways, that's a so crazy To your question, Michael, like, uh, uh, <laughs> thank you. Bit, back to that bit, Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, yes. Litecoin, um, Anything in the in the, the higher market caps, you just okay. have to look at the market so capitalization. Like it does still have the same issue of what's called a, a, a pump and dump in the stock market. Yeah. So you can get those. Are the, the smaller ones are yeah. badly affected by. So that. what happens is because there's so few stocks that if someone rushes into the stock and buys them all, it artificially inflates the stock price, mm -hmm. and people, everyone else gets in on it. So then it, it has a compounding effect, and then the people that first got into it, they sell. They get out as fast as they can, and everyone else is left holding nothing. Yeah. Because then it's dropped. It gets go so quick, yes. right? Okay. So that's how they artificially deflate it, and it's the same for. And for that, you don't need computer power. You just need lots of money, and that's yeah. why the the smaller market capitalization cryptocurrencies are very affected, mm -hmm. and not potentially okay. affected. Like that's happening. That is, is for sure it's happening. happening. Mm -hmm. Like I, when I was I was researching it to see what this was about. There was a Jesus Bitcoin, I think. There's everything. Exactly. There's a Doja coin. Yeah, yeah Like yeah, from yeah. that online dog meme. Yes, like he yeah. actually, that guy started oh, Doge, it. Doge, that guy started it as a joke to show people how stupid cryptocurrency is. And then it's taken And off. it took off as a main cryptocurrency. Wow. And he can, he just doesn't even know what to say. Like, <laughs> it's inherent though, as, as a human race, we do that though. It's like, oh, this is a meme because of the dog. And, oh, it's a theme of the dog. I love it. And they just buy it. It right? was just one of the early ones too, right? So it's it's probably now like a driving force behind something. It's got, <laughs> it's got more market cap than it should. That's for <laughs> sure. Than, than a fake yes. currency for, for laughs should ever have done. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. Should we do the sayings now? Sure, if you want. Do you want to start? Yeah. Good. Okay, uh, so uh, mine uh, for this week will be Speak of the Devil. 
So what this is, is it's basically when, when you're sitting around talking like we are, and you are talking about somebody, you either, in, during the process of talking, you either see them or they walk into the room. And then you just go, oh, speak of the devil. And hence the saying. Right? Why does it say devil though? That's a great question. Yeah, you're not o- you're not only saying it if you're talking bad about the person. You're yeah. just, it doesn't matter what the context. Yeah, is. the it's context just, is just it's what yeah. people say. It's like oh, speak of that guy. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't really roll up the tongue. It's like speak. Of I that know. Guy. And did you know the origin from it? Somehow. Is it from German? No. No. <laughs> do you know? Uh, no. I do not. I was just interested because sometimes you do say, "Hey, this is yes, from early uh, English." Today I was a little rushed, but uh, I was not able to look that deep. That's okay. Yeah, are you going to look it up? I'll try. Okay. So while you do that, I briefly just want to touch base on AI. They have um, now, there's a college that's called Olds College. Did you have it, Tori? Yeah, okay, I'll save it for later. <laughs> okay, I, yeah. I just don't want to be there. Anyway, so, so the origin of the phrase, so the full phrase goes like, speak of the devil and he will appear. So this was, oh, I guess, okay. uh, the phrase was originated in England and where it was, and it's still more often as talk of the devil. Uh, so the phrase is very old and appears in various Latin and old English texts of oh, Latin the even, okay. 16th century. So it's like a shortened version of yes, what people which, used to say. Kind which of. a lot of things are. Yeah. There's another one, which I won't repeat because it's not a very uh, good one. <laughs> or, you know. You know. Sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. There's another one I know of, but I, I'm not that's good. You probably know it. Howard knows it. I don't uh, know. It, no, it has something to do with a, an actress. Okay. And that's how it goes. All right. And then, but there's a longer form, and it's like, okay. <laughs> Mysterious. It's it's yeah. the context. So it's like, um, what? Like, I don't know. She's like a Charlotte, and everyone knows she's a Charlotte, but it's like the actress. A harlot. A harlot. That's more like she's like up to nefarious, and it's okay. somehow referred to the actress. And it's like an English thing, and everyone knows what they're talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's got like other iterations and stuff like that. Okay. It, yeah, if you, if you haven't heard of it, you're like, what? And I've but then I did research on because that's the kind of guy I am. Fascinating. And it's worse than you think. You mean <laughs> it's another saying that means the same thing as "speak of the devil"? No, this is this is just a completely different okay, saying. Like right. this one, how this was shortened. Ah, okay. And how this saying is shortened. Yeah. So gotcha. a lot of sayings come from longer ones. Yeah. Right on. Well, we'll talk about all that after we turn the mic off. Suckers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. What's the uh, word? You got like one minute before. You know what? Uh, uh, the word, you know, I'll just say Cut dunnage. Let's we'll say the word, you know what dunnage is. Dunnage? Dunnage, yeah. No, I do not. It's just a construction term that I <laughs> was told. Anyways, dunnage is like leftover wood that no one wants and they just throw it under stuff so they can lift mm, it. So the crane comes along and you put your rigging underneath. Nice. Never heard of it till I did construction. I was like, "What's dunnage? What is that?" And it's just like crappy wood stuff. Wood. We're done with. Yeah, exactly. Kind <laughs> of. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I like that. Yeah. Okay. And we're back. Ta-da! So my saying today is "Erst kommt das Fressen, dann die Moral." It means first. Come and eat. Yeah. Something? Very close. Very close. Wow. So first, you are going to. When you eat, but you don't really eat with your fork and your knife, but you like shovel in your face. Just shovel in your face. There's a certain word for it in German, probably in English too. How do you call that in English? 
it's not eating anymore. Gorging? Yeah, gorging. Like so yeah. if you if you gorge, first you gorge, and then there comes the moral. And then you feel bad about it. Uh, <laughs> pretty much you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it like your, your, your stomach? Like you have a stomach ache or is it like you feel bad because you ate so much? No, you know when people get hot temper when they are really hungry and they need just to eat. Angry. That's and called you, angry. You right? shut up and I want just my burger right now. I want to eat this. Yeah, so yeah. first you gorge, then you relax? Pretty much, yes. And then you reflect and you say, oh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I was such an asshole. Oh, okay. But yeah. yeah that's, that's hangry. Yeah. yeah, but you don't have a saying like that, right? Angry. That's your saying. Well, that's just two words mashed together. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to confuse so me. Hungry, yeah, I can't. I'm angry. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of a something that like, oh, I was so hung- something that incorporates both. I was hungry and now I'm sorry for being a jerk. Hmm. I can't think of. No, I, I don't saying that that comes up. That's like Schadenfreude, pretty much. Pretty much the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't. You guys don't have a word for that either. No, I'm not too many. Too sure. Too many people do. So, and then I have uh, Pete, he reached out to us this week and suggested a word for the German side. And we, his one is Tor, Torschuss Panik. That's what it is. Yeah, that's it. And this means goal, well, it's probably referring to soccer and when there is a forward player. So in this position, he's playing forward, meaning he's an attacker. And he has okay. to shoot the ball into the goal, right? That's the main objective. Now, sometimes those players they get a panic attack when they have like they have a lot of pressure to yeah, yeah. perform. Yeah. yeah. So we had a couple of goals and you didn't a couple of games and you did not make a goal yet. It's not the best for you to be in that position. So there comes there's this word that means that you are going to have a panic about shooting on the goal. Oh really? Which yeah. that phrase puts it into one word and that is Torsho's panic interesting like, um, oh. I'm so excited I'm about to shoot the ball in your net and then have like a stage fright almost kind of, yeah, yes like yes very no, good you know what that, yeah. that makes sense like if you're on a breakaway right there's that feeling like oh, oh especially oh, in soccer yeah, where there's yes. like one goal a game scored yeah, 80, like, if, 80, I, if 80, I don't score people. here we're probably not going to win yeah. like <laughs> you've been transferred for 60 million dollars you it's your first game yeah the crowds of 80,000 people slowly are losing it on you and screaming at you yeah, yeah. yeah. They, especially in soccer oh yeah are they, they, are they gonna they rush the field rowdy, yeah. <laughs> they throw bananas at you they get really rowdy <laughs> there's this one goalie in Munich he's retired by now but there was a big rivalry between the Munich team and the team that I support Dortmund and they he was he has such a character to himself that he's that my team thought he looks like a, he behaves like a monkey like a big gorilla mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. so they always kept throwing bananas <laughs> <laughs> every single yeah. game yeah, just, oh like boy the, the, the things you do right fans or these the actual those players? were the fans <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think the players would be able be, to do that that'd be pretty funny in the stadium where I'm from they have the north the south facing side is the home place so you don't sit there you have to stand because it's so crowded that the hardcore fans are on that side and that's where it's when you when because they switch half time the goalie goes on the other side then the bananas then, start then flying. the bananas that's funny <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. yeah so that's that's my my 
points here. I'm passing it off to Hoyt. Uh, okay, uh, I have a saying, but it's not really quite an idiom that I really have to explain, and I did not prepare a word. I was not prepared for word. Yeah. Um, He's kindness to him under the bus. My, uh, That's right. <laughs> well, I think uh, um, Logan did send me a text to prepare some stuff. I, I honestly forgot. Um, but my saying is uh, teamwork makes the dream work. Uh, that's yep. just sort of um, something I've said for a while with the store and things like that. The, it actually originated at a, at a different, for me, obviously, it's a it's very, everyone knows that saying, but I hadn't really heard it before. And I heard it for the first time a few years ago at a different area fan convention mm -hmm. in Dryden called Joy-Con. It's a little bit more okay. focused on video games, Joystick-Con. Oh, One of the organizers there, Andy, who's a great guy, that was his sort of mantra for the weekend always, teamwork makes yeah. the dream work, and, and I just sort of picked it up off of him, and uh, it's pretty obvious what it is. Let's mm -hmm. work together and reach our goals kind of a thing. Um, and It's uh, so crucial for our operation. To work together yeah, and to have the team members especially on a smaller scale that they all pull together yeah. Yeah, and you have the same objective and there's not somebody who works against you it's mm -hmm. huge yeah. yeah so that's that's it and uh, I wish I, I wouldn't have I wish I would have known the German connection because maybe I, I'm half of my family's German my grandparents uh, on my mom's side are from Germany nice. and uh, I'm sure I could have uh, talked to some people and dug up some good good sayings and words but uh, maybe next time yeah we can always do another time <laughs> yeah. 100%. Okay, so, and then the one I was trying to say, and I butchered it, but it was like, set the actress to the bishop. Now, this is a, a vulgar expression. Set the actress okay. up to the bishop? Yeah, so the actress is supposed to be, like I said, like she's like a... Sinner. A sinner. To the bishop, who's a the god. Well, she's, she's a witch. She's confessing, right? So this this is like supposed to be like, the actress is off like, frivolously doing whatever, yeah. and then she's confessing, and then the bishop's just like, with his eyes bulged open. Like, it's, it's a, I believe it's a British, yeah, it's a British... Exclamination, offering a humor by serving a punchline. So it's at the end of something, like you know, like oh, that's what she said. It's kind of like that. Mm. It's like, right. That's what the actress so you say said. something dirty. Yeah, and then as that's the, the actress yeah. said to the bishop, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of the Middle Age. Pretty much like with the things you were just saying about witches, and that I would I, didn't say I, anything about I witches. know, but I, that's what I relate to. <laughs> As the witch said to the bishop, no witches were, were mentioned. you know, church, witches, fire, yeah, and then like she confessed, you said, <laughs> you never know, anyways. And then, yes, uh, also, another <laughs> let's carry on, <laughs> moving on, sweep that under there. Uh, another, I need to make a correction on the last episode, I had stated that Trump had roughly said about a thousand false things. Um, yeah, he, he misstated that. A little I, bit. I misstated that. He has actually said about twelve thousand. Yeah, uh, he cracked a new milestone there. So, mm. yeah. did you see um, the chicken song? I did, and I gotta say, it's bad. <laughs> it's pretty. Did bad. you laugh about it? Yeah. It, based it this was, commercial with him, he opens up a chicken franchise, I guess. KFC probably Trump's or something. Trump's wings. Trump's okay. Yeah, Trump's yeah. Wings, yeah. They come in five different that's, flavors. But again, that's satire, right? Like it's. You think so? Yeah, it's not real. It's no, it's real. No, it's not. It real. is. I'm a, I would have heard. That looks like this. it looked like it was. Uh, no, he had that franchise, uh, as far as I know. It looks like an SNL skit. Okay. You know, we'll research it. We'll come back because I'm pretty sure it's 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 fake. I feel like I would have heard about that. Yeah. I don't believe that's. that's I watch too much American Late Night. <laughs> <laughs> to miss to miss new yeah. Trump news. Yeah. Oh, it's a skit. Yes. Saturday night. SNL. It's a 2004. Yeah. Oh, and it got me definitely. 
Well, no, like, but again, it said like Trump didn't want anyone to know because it, it's it's not very good. <laughs> but I, I love it. Like it's Trump's chicken, and then like people in egg costumes come out and sing. It's like okay. I laughed about it actually. Um, Probably funnier now with all of his KFC uh, talk and stuff. Well, and, the reason he does that is because his reasoning is is that it would be harder for him to get poisoned. Yeah, the, the fast food stuff. Yeah, yeah they, if they don't know he's coming, yes, yeah. it would be harder for someone to poison him. Yeah, is his logic. So, um, and then I don't know if you recall the the Fortnite World Champion. Yes. Uh, bad news for him because oh, someone no. had swatted him. I don't know if you're familiar with this term. So what it is is that people, oh god yeah yeah, they, they, yeah. they're live streaming <laughs> and then when someone's live streaming they actually call the SWAT team on them yeah and yeah. they they actually like break into your house yeah it's highly illegal by the way well yes because actually someone uh, I believe a year ago was actually shot and killed during one of these oh incidents god, yeah so that. the person I believe he was a 24 year old was shot due to the altercation from the uh, aggressive nature of the call mm-hmm. and then, then the, uh, it's unfortunate for these guys because the SWAT team's going in unknowing of what's happening and told you know oh there's someone with a gun in here yeah and they break down the door and they see a man and maybe he looks like he had a gun and yeah gun. yeah uh and the person actually got 20 years in, and in jail for it everyone is is gonna possibly potentially react differently to that situation absolutely right? some yeah. people might just freeze yes. some people might get scared and run and now you got the cops thinking you're running from yeah. them mm-hmm. and it's, what are they gonna tase you what are they gonna do it's like, a really bad bag yeah so unfortunately i believe he's only like 14 years old yeah, he's yeah, Deersdorf. Kyle, Kyle Deersdorf or yes. whatever. Booga. Yeah, I Booga saw something. He won three million bucks. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, for him to now have this on, um, apparently the call came from out of the U.S. Okay. If they can't I mean, trace it. That can be changed. Like, you can yeah. actually reroute it. You can call yeah. the U.S., reroute it as if you were coming out of the States. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, what else? Oh, how would you like to debate an AI? I don't know. I wonder what topic. Any topic. Any, Any topic? topic? Like yeah. reasonable? Any topic you would like. Uh, so is that a... Is the, be very specific. Is the AI then self-aware and has uh, a consciousness or is it just a library and it's phrases from it's there? It's essentially a library but it actually talks to you as if it were a person. Yeah, I'm not interested. But it's actually interesting because it, it takes uh, its database from millions of research articles mm-hmm. and it uses that as a debate tool yeah, did they try it yes they did is it one of the uh, candidates for the democrats <laughs> no no so what they did is they actually debated about if the government should give people free childcare and what that would bring about yeah. so actually the de- and it actually lost the was debate it, was it pro or it was for? pro okay and so it was pro that the government should do this and then there was actually a human opponent that was against it but it actually lost. Oh, so, interesting. Um, and then, so this has been developed by IBM, along with uh, Watson. Very nice. There's a interesting. Um, I uh, I watch some video game streamers and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, on YouTube, and there's uh, about a year ago or so, uh, I think it was IBM. Anyway, the AI is named AlphaStar, 
and yes. they've they've programmed it to play what what people sort of term as the most complicated strategy video game, StarCraft Two, and they've pro they programmed it to play StarCraft Two and then set it up against a bunch of StarCraft Two pros yes. in a in sort of a closed test yes. environment. Like and StarCraft it, is actually a really yeah, well balanced game, it, whereas there's many different ways to play and many different counters to the way you're playing as well. So yeah, and and you've got to scout, you've got to see what your opponent's doing because most of the time you can't see what they're doing, so is you don't know an, how an to react. No, this is real-time strategy. So you're building a base, you're building units, you're going out and fighting. Um, So they tested it only, it only knew how to play one race when they tested it. uh, And the pros played against it and most of the pros lost. I think there might have only been one game won against it. And then just recently they announced on the European servers, they just let it loose. Oh, wow. And oh, so wow. now it's actively playing as all three races just against humans regularly. And it'll learn And uh, the pros have been trying to sniff out what its accounts are. Oh, and they've really? figured out which accounts are. Oh, because are it's assigned to a. Based on, well, mm. it's it, these accounts that are named very similar things and they all have the same pattern. They did their test games all at the same mm. day and they, they, all, they only have wins later, yeah, yeah. two days later they exactly their huge high win ratios <laughs> and they played exactly 50 games each after that oh, kind yeah. of a thing yeah that gives it away a little bit so they, they think they've sussed out which accounts these are and uh, so so AI is now actively competing within just within com- human games and stuff now yeah. and mm. it's a sort of a test run but it's coming yeah yeah that's really interesting. Much so. And that is it not they can't just it's not just a library of of regurgitated it's responses. It's it sees what you're doing mm-hmm. and then has to decide how is it gonna deal with that mm-hmm. or how am I gonna even go out and see what he's doing and so yeah. I, I can't ima- I have no and clue. Why would I make this choice instead of this choice now? Yeah, I don't know if it learns or if it whatever, but mm-hmm. apparently it, it has actually already changed a couple of things that pro gamers now do on the regular. Um, to to improve their game because they've watched what this thing has oh, sort wow. of learned to do. Yeah, yeah. That's so kind of kind of interesting note is that uh, the people that would be interested in this, like it would become a product, um, is like CEOs. So the CEO can arrive in his office, boot this program up, and be like, "I want the computer to think this way," and I'm going to debate it, and it'll go back and forth and see if what the decision he wants to do is actually legit. Like a simulator. Why would you have a human component to that, though? Why? Why there's, have? There's more. Why data. not just have two AIs com- well, and then, then really have a good answer? Why are we like, even living? Well, yeah, well, that's, that's for sure. Like, <laughs> let's go golfing. Yeah, exactly. So um, you could Might wake up in the morning, it. do the same thing. Like, what should I do? You ask the AI, and then you debate it. Right. So this is kind of where we're going. maybe it's a form I of think, philosophy. I think. Kinda, yeah, it could be. You're kind of joking about let's go golfing, but I, I think that's coming and not yep. necessarily just AI, but automation and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about the Democrat candidates, I am sure he has no chance, but Andrew Yang yes. is, I'm is, that you bring up. is pushing for the uh, the minimum basic income that's in, right. yep. in the States, $1,000 mm-hmm. for every adult over 18, no questions asked. Yeah, and he elaborated and, uh, on this too on the podcast, uh, Joe Rogan. It's He had him on on February and he elaborated how he does pay for it through the government. So I would strongly recommend to listen to that episode. If yeah, you're that's really neat. Yeah, because again, how are you gonna provide that money? For me, I, I, I'm less concerned about how and more concerned sort of about why and, and, and what it does. And okay. one, of, one of his, because if, if it's the right, if it's, if it's going to be the next evolution of how we do things, we're gonna figure out how to pay for it, right? Like something's True. gonna have to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but. One of the things that he said that really resonated with me about that was um, we, we can start reconsidering what work is and what we 
yes. get paid yeah. to do. And he mm-hmm. said, you know, his wife is a, a caretaker, and yes. right now we value that work at zero. Yes. Yeah. And um, and that could, you know, we could actually value that as something. Yes. As artists that don't have a traditional job but are working to perform to per- perfect their art yeah. instead of having to force it out there and start making money, mm-hmm. that could be their income. Yeah, that could be thing, what yeah. you know what they get paid to to actually not work. To better society from that the artistic yeah. side, of yeah, things. to so, the de- definition of work, how we think about work. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and it really hit home, especially with, you know, artists. That's a bit of a choice, but childcare and, yeah. and caretaking, elder yep. care, that's not always a choice for people, right? And, no, and we very do, much we not value so. that at nothing right now, and, and it should be valued at something. That's for sure. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. And you know who just endorsed him on Twitter? Andrew Your best Hank? buddy? Yeah. Uh, no. Your best buddy? Yes, my best buddy. Elon Musk. Really? <laughs> yeah. right well, he knows automation too, right? Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, um, their, <laughs> their argument is, is that fast food workers and truck drivers, like there's so many jobs in, in the yeah. next five years that are just going to be gone. Yeah, truck drivers in 10 years, gone. Yeah. Retail, because everything goes online, yeah. at least 30% gone. And then there was, yeah. uh, there was another one he said. I forgot. Yeah. But there's a big change. He called Yan calls it the biggest change ever, actually, in the economics. Yeah. Even bigger than the industrialization. The industrial age, yeah. yeah. He calls it the fourth wave. Well, and Elon Musk's sort of theory to, to tie into that, the age of abundance, right, with 3D printers and with everything becoming more accessible. Yep. You know, we're just going to be, oh, I need a fork today. I'm going to print it at home and I need a spoon tomorrow. I'll shred the fork and make a spoon like that. Obviously, at the most basic level. Yep. But mm-hmm. um, there is I think there, there's some merit to that. I think the age of abundance and, and the uh, automation, they're just around the corner. And I hope that we can. We don't probably have a very good track record, but I hope we can pre-adjust to those things instead of going through a big, oh yeah. crap, what do we do? Nobody has any jobs, nobody has any money, let's have a war to get through this. Like, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully we can pre-adjust, but... No, oh, I think it will be different this time. Different. I don't think it will be like in hope. the 1800s hope. where they just shovel the people off and say, oh, we get a different job. I don't think they can do that anymore. It's just not going to be... Well, there won't be the, what To what job will yeah. you be sent that won't have been automated? Yeah. There won't be enough. Mm-hmm. So it's... It's coming. It's there's a big, big change coming. It's an interesting time. Yeah, I mean, again, it's the unknown too, right? Maybe there will be something like an artistic revolution where there's so many people that have time to now just follow their passions. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're getting a universal basic income. Who knows? Maybe we'll see a whole different way that humans start thinking about life. Like that. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a change and it's coming. And we'll just have to deal with it. Yeah, I like the perspective that what you said, that you don't you don't really want to think about where the thousand dollars come from but you want to think about what does it actually mean right like what what are the possibilities and being recognized for something you don't get recognized nowadays anytime you're talking about the states right they could fund that by cutting a small chunk out of the military any day of the week it's 3.1 trillion dollars he says he needs and one of his arguments are that people will have more money like you have thousand yeah. dollars, you're gonna spend. Just you're gonna spend some. Drives the economy. Yeah. So Which it'll, it'll go back into the, the yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they spend about six hundred sixty-six billion Oops. dollars a year on military. Let's cut that down to next to zero. Uh, <laughs> well, that's like as much as the top ten other free countries yeah. <laughs> spend on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
it's going to be a, 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 tra- a major transition that, that, that a lot of the world is going to fight. That's why I don't know if we'll actually get to a, a good place before things start happening. But uh, Oh, yeah. Change is always a hard pill to swallow. No matter what it is. This is going to be a big one. Like you said, bigger than possibly bigger than the Industrial Revolution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. 100%. And it's good to be aware of it. Like, I listened to a radio at this morning when I drove to work, and it says, hey, get in the transportation business. It's, oh. it's on high demand. Yeah. Take this course now. And somebody's going to listen to that now, and he's going to say, oh, okay, I'll do it. And then in five years, that's it. Yeah. Well, and, and it or is, right? you see on every, every yeah. single truck has a we're hiring now sticker on the back of they it. They do. But if that's just, it's up until one day when they're firing now, mm-hmm. and then they're going to... It's just, I think it's, it's just so, flip a switch. It's like the writing is already on the wall. They are short on people because nobody wants to do it yeah, anymore. Maybe, yeah, yeah, because they know what's coming. Yeah, it could be. Very mm. Okay, I got a little bit more local stuff. But if you want, we can wrap it up. What's up to you guys? It's up to you guys. I'm more, we're here. Uh, we can go just a little bit longer here. Okay, I got. Um, supposedly, there's going to be a racetrack, a stock car racetrack in Oliver Punouge. Oh, cool. Ready as early as next spring. It's looking really good here. The developer, Richard Schutte, that sounds definitely a little bit German. He has um, been working on that for the last seven years, supposedly, to get that off organized. Like like a paved like NASCAR track? It does look like it, right? Yeah, they have the dirt road now out, and then it's a circle. Oh, wow. And... Um, I can't remember if it's still operating, but they had uh, Mosquito Speedways. Oh yes, for the longest time. I've been. I've, I saw a race. That was stock cars. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Okay, that sounds yeah, fascinating. Like again, maybe, oh yeah, the only other track area is the Mosquito Speedway. There you go. Yeah, but uh, races are only held once a year. Yeah, it doesn't because go very by law. Anymore, yeah. yeah, and then the property behind Oliver Panouche, they have already been zoned ready to go for also go karts. So that's I, pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a nice thing too. Yeah, in the off season or like whatever it is, they can do go kart races. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we have a new chief executive for the United Way of Thunder Bay. I came across that. I thought that was worth mentioning. Yeah. So his name is Albert Brule, and he started taking over that office on September the third, and he brings uh, his experience. From Pila Nonprofit Network. So we'll see how that one goes. And then, <laughs> I don't know, we can save this for another time. There's, a, there's a two dudes, they're doing uh, blacksmith's work actually sure. in town. Have you heard about this? I, I know a friend of the store actually who uh, recently started doing some. Uh, I don't think he does it commercially or anything, but he um, Black Black River Forge, I think Dark River Forge, maybe is his. And okay. uh, a couple of years ago, he started it. And uh, I, like I said, I'm not sure he's doing commercial stuff, but yeah, it looks like these guys have logos and all kinds yeah. of things. They're making stuff. Yeah, they started on small scale, right? Everybody starts somewhere, yeah. and then actually the the I think they are brothers and. The Colin, he started 10 years ago at the Fort William Historical Park because they have a blacksmith yeah, there, right? Sure on display. And they took it to the next level. So it's called Red Fox Forge and by two brothers. And they're... Red Fox Forge. Yeah. I heard rat. <laughs> yeah, I heard a couple different words. What? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> Well, we were... No, that's not what I said. <laughs> pretty cool. So, uh, I think I'll elaborate more on it next time. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was cool. pretty sweet. Oh, is that a power hammer? They act no, they do oh. everything by hand. Oh. They are not like the okay. Chinese where they have this big metal power cube hammer. coming down. No, they're doing it by hand. That's what sets them up. I've I've dabbled. And they actually have anvils now too, so yeah. that's cool. I mean, you could go as far like there's collector anvils, right? There's rare because what they did during World War One, they took all the anvils and chucked them into. They smelted them. They smelted them for the weapons and tanks, and so most of them are gone. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't realize the actual worth of these things, and they just chuck them to a scrapyard. So yeah, just because it's heavy and annoying. It's heavy and annoying, yeah. and it's like, oh man, what do I do with this thing? And they just scrapyard take it and unfortunately they just kind of do this yeah thing. I wouldn't have thought that they were a limited resource or anything yeah. like that yeah I would have just thought they were junk in the backyard too yeah. or whatever yeah mm -hmm. oh, and it's, it's a dying art too there's not a whole lot of people would you be interested in taking that up I mean yeah it'd be pretty cool but I mean if a, if a listener is interested yeah. in doing in looking into that thing you might uh, that kind of yeah, work you might you might want to look at um, locally uh, the the SCA, the Society for Creative Anachronism. It's a re, it's a recreation society that is actually at least North America wide or or globally possibly. They're they're broken up into different kingdoms and actually have kings and queens and they all get together and they knight they get knights and you actually have to go through battle tests and things like that to, to be able to get up into Are we talking the, like metal stuff or uh, yeah this oh, isn't wow. this isn't like yeah. the foam stuff this oh, is yeah. foam oh, wow. real stuff I was just about um, to say they punch themselves with those foam the, swords the, they wear full metal armor and, <laughs> yeah. and things wow. like that but they do their weapons are blunted at the Absolutely, end and yeah. things like that obviously but they do have full scale battles yeah. they uh, my friends from town travel all over wow. the states and, and Canada and go to these big meets and, and camp outs and it's just it's a good time right yes everybody gets together they're dressed in the old time gear there's there's knights wandering around and oh, cool. uh, and yeah I think it's, it's awesome uh, I see a lot of pictures yeah. from, from their outings it's pretty neat yeah mm -hmm. the, the SCA they meet locally SCA. they do all kinds of things from armor making to old time calligraphy and, and all kinds of stuff I will link that to the episode because that's awesome yeah like when we when I still was over in Europe we used to do those school trips once in a while and then there you go to because on every hill there's a castle Pretty well, much. it has to be, yeah, it has to be. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, right? So, and then they, they preserve them too, yeah. some of them, and they have the actual, where they, um, how do you call it in English? Where they... Reenacting? No, where they do bad stuff to people in the chambers. Oh, torture, torture chambers? chambers? There you go. They what is actually, it in German? Um, oh, no. Oh, I forgot. It's okay. probably a good thing, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it will come back to me in a second. I'm starting to lose my German here. And the... In those chambers, they actually have those... For One of them is, for example, the thumb press. Oh, yes. They yes. have that on display there where they, the yeah. screw goes on top of the thump and, by, and then they just yeah. ask you a question. And, no, that's not the right answer. That's the right <laughs> yeah, that's not what we were looking for. <laughs> oh, no. Try there's, again. There's, there's worse things, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's <laughs> way worse. Thing. But they actually have the same device that they used on people displayed there, and you can actually go and see it in in your own. Yep. Oh yeah. No, I think that's they, fascinating. It's one thing we're really good at. Apparently. Ah, Volterungs. Volterungs. There you go. Volterungs. The German word. Oh, yeah. Volterungs. <laughs> Just like comes back to it. Yeah, that's how it works. What is it? That's how the brain works. Somewhere it's in there. How long have you been immersed in English? Yeah. Thirteen years now. Thirteen years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it's okay. You've got a good ex excuse then why you might lose a couple words here and there. Yeah, I should talk more about it. But I mean, 
speak more in German. Yeah. I have to definitely brush it up a little bit more. But we're trying. We're doing our weekly. I mean, if it helps, yeah. Yeah, sure. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep a diary, for example, and I write only in German. So at daily I write in German still. Oh, yeah, Do you find it's getting harder? Uh, in a bit. Uh, I find my grammar really switches because the word the positioning in English mm -hmm. and German is totally different. Mm -hmm. So I'm writing a German sentence in English grammar. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, my, my wife is Francophone. Okay. And so our kids are learning both French and English. And Very so nice. uh, my kids do that too. They, they just move words in front of each other, right? Like, yes. Uh, and uh, no. it could get confusing absolutely yeah because yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah like we were talking like even in, in French there's like male and female words yeah and even in German it's the same thing whereas English it's like that's hers yeah. it's not the female ball or whatever right? mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. okay okay uh, I have one last thing here Ooh, um, one last thing so apparently supposedly as Michael would say um uh, <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Bizarro. So what, what's actually happening is up in the Arctic is that they are now starting to find that there are lightning strikes occurring. Oh. Uh, and this is incredibly rare because it's a sign that there's actually warming air getting to the Arctic, and which is naturally cooler. So another sign that we are warming. Yeah. So yeah. if you go up to the Arctic, be aware of that lightning. <laughs> I saw an article, uh, again, probably on American Late Night TV of some kind, John mm -hmm. Oliver or something, um, and I'm, I, I, I hate to say things when, I'm not, when I don't know exactly what I'm talking about, but it was like Iceland or Greenland mm -hmm. or one of the lands, and he was uh, standing on the glaciers watching the water run past Off his feet, yeah. and uh, yeah. the person he was there, there with told him that regardless of what we do, to uh, control climate change or control carbon emissions, what has been set uh, in motion in that particular place, the, the glaciers are going. They, mm -hmm. they will all be gone. There's yes. nothing that can stop it at this point. From what they've measured, yes. they know they're going to go. Yeah. There's nothing we can do at this point. The glaciers have been receding yeah. in the Alps too, nonstop. Like the, when you see pictures from 80 years ago, the glacier was almost in the valley. And now you look at the glacier and it's almost yes. all the way up. But and you then, know, then just that's, picturing standing on yeah. on it and the water just rushing past you like that's a, crazy. A, like how yeah like you wouldn't how long can that yeah. go for like that right? Well, mm -hmm. that brings about its own challenges too because in places where there's they do climbing expeditions right and now we're finding the the deceased in the ice and it's actually bringing about uh, more anthrax. Oh god! So the anthrax is now being released that has been once in the permafrost, and the permafrost is melting and releasing all these and methane gas as well. So mm -hmm. it's it's like a compounding effect. So it's it's going to be bad. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Don't move to the coast. That, yeah. Stay away. <laughs> Don't move to Amsterdam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a, that's that's a, a, that's a sad note. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, sad topic. <laughs> Don't drown. <laughs> well, like Tool has a song. I don't know if you're familiar with the Tool band, but it's, they have a line. I have a suggestion to keep you all occupied. Learn to swim. Learn to swim. Nice. Keep swimming, keep well, swimming. Like no, <laughs> where's that from? Just keep swimming. Just keep. Oh, finding, finding Nemo. Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah because tool finding Nemo. You know, it's, <laughs> it's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> same, same kind of music and message. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I think that is it then. All right. Done. 
Well, thanks for coming and visiting Thunder Games today, today guys, and inviting me to be on the yeah. podcast. That's cool. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Yeah, we appreciate your time. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Awesome. You are very knowledgeable in everything you were talking about today. I really enjoyed it. You could have just left it at everything. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> everything very knowledgeable about everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that matter... <laughs> They, I talked to. Did I talk to you about this? That in the Middle Age you were actually able to know everything. Because yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there was only so much, right? Yeah. Because there was not no. as much knowledge. No, no, you still didn't know everything regionally. Maybe you knew everything regionally or something. Like, yeah, that's one of my favorite lines from my banking days. An expert will never tell you that they're an expert because they know better. They know that there's just uh, too yes. much to know. Yes. Yeah, you don't talk about something yeah. that way. It's just um, if somebody always talks about something that they do all the time, it doesn't necessarily mean that they do it all the time. Like I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at something. Oh, I'm the best player. Oh, I'm really the best well, yeah, player. They, yes, they're, they're, and they they're, actually, you know, arrogance is gone. Yeah, because they know better. Okay, it's cool with me. Well, this is us by the giant. I am Michael. And I'm Logan. <laughs> and Hoyt. And Hoyt. Thank you very much for listening. And here's the song. Here's our song. Bye. Bye. (laughs) We're still here.